Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 79. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. It is a time of great turmoil on the planet. A brave alliance of podcasters has come together to challenge the destruction and chaos in the world. Listen in as the different sides of the galaxy are analyzed and decide which path you will take. To agree or to form your own draft. These five courageous souls will take your mind to a place that is beyond the borders of the known galaxy and into a world driven by heroism, diversity, beauty, balance, and hope. The world of Star Wars. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Welcome. So, today we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to go into the world of Star Wars. Now, I think that there's a joke somewhere in there, podcasting, pod racing, something. I don't know. You guys can figure that out. I'm not going to talk too much before we get into it, but I will say that we're going to talk about some of our favorite things in Star Wars, and you will have the chance to vote on the social medias about what your favorite things are, if you agree with us, if you want to add your own topics to the mix. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this first Star Wars Draft Pod Racing Podcast. Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, the podcast which a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. That's right, if you haven't gathered already, we are doing something a little different today, moving away from talking about running and fitness and thankfully COVID to talking about something that I've talked about a lot with a number of my guests before, during and after a long run. And that thing is Star Wars, which if you were born in the late 70s, early 80s, was pretty hard to avoid as a key part of your life. Or if you've had any exposure to pop culture in the last decade, because let's be honest, the Disney marketing machine has been putting it into every second of our lives pretty consistently during that period. Before I introduce my guests today, a quick word about the format of what we're doing. It's called a pop culture mock draft. The rules are simple. We pick a topic. In today's case, it is the best things about Star Wars. And then the order in which we pick has also been determined. We will make our choices one by one in what is called a snake draft fashion. And I'll explain more about that in a second. During the draft, we debate our choices and there may even be some trades if people want. And at the end, we'll put our drafts up on social media and let you, the listeners, have your say about who drafted best or how you would have done a better job than anyone or all of us. 
If you like this idea, a few other podcasts you might like to check out that have done this with great success are the No Dunks podcast, which is ostensibly about basketball, but talks about a lot more than that. The Incomparable podcast network, which talks about everything pop culture. And the aptly named The Draft podcast, which is a podcast which does a draft weekly. So, with that very brief explanation of the very loose rules, I'll introduce the guests who will be drafting the best things about Star Wars with me today. He watched The Rise of Skywalker in the cinema three times for some reason, and he's working his way through seven seasons of the animated Clone Wars TV series. You last heard him on the podcast in episode 77 when we recapped the Brimbank Ultra Marathon. He's my running life partner and the winner of the number one draft picked, who will select first. It's Daryl Smith. Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to be on here. I'm very nervous about having the number one draft pick, but hopefully I can get something good out of it and uh, see how it all unfolds. Any pressure to get out to a hot start with the number one pick, Daryl, knowing that in the snake draft format, you then need to wait for all of us to pick twice before it becomes your turn again at picks 10 and 11? I am very concerned about what uh, what I might be missing out on in, in the picks in between my first and second pick. Uh, but hopefully I've got a good one to start with and we'll see what happens. Thanks, Daryl. The second pick in the draft is a man who needs no introduction on this podcast, but demands I give him one anyway. He may not look like much, but he's got it where it counts, kid. It's the creator and content generator of Breaking the Barrier, Andrew Lorenzo. Wow. <laughs> I think I like that intro. I'm not sure if I did, but I think I do. <laughs> if you found a compliment in there, good on you. I'm not sure I wrote one, but that's okay. Fair enough. I can find the positive in any situation. Andrew, you've been up on your soapbox a lot lately, shining a light on the flaws in society. How do you think you're going to go with the more positive nature of our topic, the best things about Star Wars? Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm still a little bit leery on how this works, but I'm sure I'll find it along the way. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Obviously, I love Star Wars. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And uh, it's going to be really, really exciting to talk about something really positive and really off the cuff and a little bit outside the box. Excellent. Thanks, Andrew. The third pick in the draft will be a gentleman that none of the other guests know and I cannot seem to get rid of. It's a good thing he knows a lot about Star Wars because I don't think he can even spell running. It's Matthew Mills. I've got a bad feeling about this. Mills, your pop culture knowledge is immense. I honestly think you and Andrew might be neck and neck out in front of the rest of us. What's your plan? Are you drafting with an end vision in mind or will you just be taking the best available value on the board at the time? Uh, my strategy for a small to, to present a small target just got blown away. So um, we'll just see how we go. Excellent. And the fourth pick is controlled by one of the nicest guys in the galaxy, but let's hope that nice guys don't finish last. You can listen to him on episode 20, talk about park run, not parsecs. It's Andy Melvin. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? We're good. Andy, you've expressed concern about your Star Wars knowledge compared to the other participants in the draft. Critics are calling you woefully unprepared and a potential bloodbath in the making. Tell me, how have you prepared? Uh, I'll tell you, um, not really prepared at all. Uh, I'm just hoping not to seem like too much of a uh, self-proclaimed ignoramus when it comes to Star Wars knowledge. Um, I know a bit about the classic stuff, not so much the new episodes. You know what? It's all about having fun. I'm going to have a crack at it, and I, I'm sure I'll provide some entertaining fodder for you guys. Well, Andy, one thing you could have done to prepare is listen to any one of the 53 books available under the Star Wars series on Audible. They range from official movie novelizations to stories from the expanded Star Wars universe. 
For you and all listeners of Breaking the Barrier podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can find books on any subject, not just Star Wars. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier to claim your free audiobook and 30-day trial. Okay, gentlemen, that's the draft order from one through to four, which means, suckily, I have the fifth pick and I will be making my first selection last out of all of us. But in snake draft fashion, that means after making the fifth pick, I will get to pick again with the sixth pick as we return back through the order, Andy, Mills, Andrew and Daryl. Daryl then turns around and picks again and we continue. We're planning for four picks each or 20 picks in total. I'll take you all off mute. Daryl, I give you command of the board. First pick in the inaugural Breaking the Barrier Star Wars draft. All right, thank you. First up, I'm very honoured to have first pick. I'm uh, very excited and see how we go. Uh, with pick number one on the draft, I'm going to be taking the Force. Ooh. I like the Force because it gives you a whole range of different uh, abilities, like mind control, the ability to move objects, fast running, high jumping, and uh, quicker reflexes. So I'm, I'm going to start there. Quite, quite recently, Force healing. Force healing, I'll take that as well. Perfect. He is adding that to his list. I can see him writing it down. Any debate on the selection of the force? We're going to allow it. No protests. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a solid opener. I, I noticed he didn't. I reckon. There's no, no, no mention of midichlorians in there. Shut up. Don't. Don't. Just don't. We're not allowed to do negative. Oh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a positive. Is it? In that case, Daryl locked in the force number one. Andrew, over to you for pick number two. Uh, my pick for the best thing about Star Wars is the diversity uh, in in the storyline in terms of, well, everything really. Um, race, culture, uh, sex, all that stuff. Gender, you know, not sex, but gender. <laughs> wow, very aspirational. You know, got to keep it real, breaking the barrier, above and beyond. Okay. I admit those first two, not on my draft board at all. So told you I didn't know the rules. <laughs> this will be interesting. Mills, over to you with the third pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so for my third pick, I was dallying, bet- dallying between a couple, but I have to go with the, with, with X-Wings. X-Wings are, X-Wings are cool. They, for for a, for a design that's what thirty five years old now since the since it originally went in the sound of them the look of them, um, agreed. From when they were first appeared uh, in the first one right through to the current, it's it was no coincidence when they brought back um, when they when they relaunched with episode seven that um, X wings featured prominently when they came back in. They barely changed in how they've been in, the, in how they've been designed. They're just phenomenal bits of. Um, of film design really they're just they're amazing the x-wing is off the board andy for your first pick at number four in the draft where are you going uh so i can just make some stuff up right because uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> seems to be the way i guess i guess my first pick in relation to my uh background as an english teacher is unrequited nepotism Ooh. nothing fills a plot hole like family complication so the whole idea that luke skywalker is like you know the the son, unwanted, unknown of Darth Vader. I don't know. That's the coolest connection I can think of. That drives the whole plot. When you get to that moment, father, boom, head explodes, right? But Luke's not having it. He won't join the dark side, right? So now all of a sudden we got the light versus dark. I'm just saying, that's where I'm coming from, right? I'm all about themes, motifs. 
that's it. It was a pretty fabulous bit of retconning, retconning when they like the because it pretty it was pretty clear that it wasn't really set up that way in the in the in the first one and the way that it slots in just perfectly in Empire and then to the extent now that it's just it it, it they tried to pull when they tried to pull that in in, the, in some of the new episodes. There was such a backlash around how they and how they structure that stuff. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's just phenomenal how it's 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 it was just a, such a phenomenal plot twist. I agree. I agree. And you know, I, I have to argue that 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 actually brings an interesting best thing about the Star Wars is just the um, the plot holes. I you know you can look at them as the worst thing, but I, I look at them as the best thing. Like you look at the prequel just because it's fun to analyze. You look at the prequels and you're like, wait a minute, that shit doesn't make sense. Like, how are they tying that in? But yeah, um, you know, they did it. That's what I love about the animated series that Daryl's going back and watching The Clone Wars. They're just filling in so much stuff. It's like, oh, that thing that didn't make sense in between episode two and three. Yeah, we'll just do an entire season about that in the animated series. Well, look at, yeah, look at Rogue One and the Death Star plans, right? Yeah, I digress. Quite about few. Hang on, you're quite, quite, quite here on potential future picks here, boys. Well, it's now fallen to me with the fifth pick in the draft, my first pick, and my number one with a bullet is still on the board. I feel a little ignorant compared to the rest of you. I feel a little shallow, but I'm going to say what we're all thinking. The best thing about Star Wars with my pick is Darth Vader. Yes! I'm taking Darth Vader. I can't believe he slipped to five. Ah, yeah. um, I appreciate what you're all doing and trying to bring this extra stuff in, but let's be honest. He's the one we all impersonate, which means I then get the sixth pick straight afterwards. And with the sixth pick, I'm not stuffing around. Darth Vader was number one on my villain board. On my weapon board, I'm taking lightsabers. You dick. Yeah. You can't take the two best things about Star Wars. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to take the two best things about Star Wars, Star Wars when you're picked fifth and sixth. But the you can't. You can't when you can't even say Star Wars. <laughs> I can't believe they fell to me. Damn it. I'm just astonished. I feel like I've won already. The whole today, the whole day, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to talk so much about Darth Vader and how amazing he is. But no, I had to go diversity like a freaking jerk. Diversity and unrequited nepotism taken over Darth Vader and lightsabers <laughs> in the Star Wars draft. Damn it. <laughs> Vegas is reeling right now. <laughs> I'm going to talk more about Zach's than my own. But let's be honest, the and the mm, mm, they had to edit out actors when they were making the Star Wars from making the lightsaber sound. They are the two things which have trans all through the prequels, all through the sequels, all through everything. When you think Star Wars, you think about four or five things, but Darth Vader and lightsabers have to be in there. I'm very happy. And I think the um, lightsabers in particular, from a, like in terms of a technical achievement of how they were done in the first in the in in the in in episode four it was like they were they they didn't they they barely worked they barely got them up and running they um they they were notorious for for failing on on set they had it was what what do you say about them really it's they 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 improved the design as they went through into for episodes five and six um but you can and you can even see how the how they look different in yeah. um in the in the obi one versus um, Darth scene at the end, five scene at the end. Yeah, well, that was a very uh, medieval uh, broadsword sort of choreographed fight. But then, of course, in the prequels, it was much more elegant and fast, and um, just. I mean, you could talk about the lightsabers for so long, just even with the graphics. Like, it really, in the originals, they were white. Let's be honest, they were white because they couldn't color grade them on that. Where's your diversity now, Andrew? They were just white. <laughs> Shut up. I'll kill you. <laughs> Don't laugh at him, Daryl. You encourage him. I'll come after you. <laughs> 
But I mean, just the lightsabers, I think, represent the um, the quality of of graphics and detail that went into the Star Wars films from 1977 to 2020. Like just the lightsabers alone, you can look at them from that first thing and now and it's like, wow, that's a completely different beast. And it feeds into an old age debate. It's the whole idea of the measuring contest, right? Nothing says I'm ready to throw down like, do we have a problem here? I mean, we either wet your pants or you step up, right? As far as weapons goes, you know, I think nothing instills fear like the moment that hot stream of laser light shoots out the end of that handle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're keeping this PG-13, big guy. This just became a very different pod. PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> but accurate. Totally agree. You got to have it, though. You got to have the beam of light. That's why every sort of replica that's worth its salt actually has that big light up, yep. you know, crystal tube, right? Otherwise, it's just that little telescopic thing that you buy for like five ninety nine at Kmart. Don't talk about that. I hate those. They... I know you have one. I know. Well, yeah. I play with it. I'm not proud of it, but it's part of my job, which is awesome. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Andy, it's back to you now for your second pick, number seven overall. Are you going to keep it highbrow? Or... Yes. So I think I've chosen better. I mean, I think my first pick uh, was just sort of to have a bit of, you know, a bit of a bit of fun with it, a bit of whimsy, um, till I sussed out what this whole shenanigan was about so sort of opposite to what you chose vader i'm gonna go with um probably my favorite hero and that would be yoda master yoda nice hmm. solid pick he's on my board beautiful he's pretty cool and you know he's easy to underestimate you see this guy he's like a meter and a half right looks kind of goofy like he's a real old moldy gremlin <laughs> and then all of a sudden boom up out of the swamp he's <laughs> lifting up planes and he's spinning through the air i mean he just never stops whooping you know so now do you get yoda i guess daryl picked the force yeah so is the force off the board are we getting yoda without the force which means he is just a little crusty gremlin <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we make an exception for Yoda. He can have the Force. We'll be the same with Vader. I mean, if all of a sudden yeah. Daryl's taking the Force, Vader's just some guy with a, a bucket on his head, right? And a fucking respirator. He's COVID-19, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Sinotizer>. <laughs> all right. Yoda off the board with Andy's pick. Uh, Mills, back to you for your second pick. Pick eight overall. All right. So... I think I debated putting this one up into the in, for the for the first in the first round, but I'm definitely happy it's there in the second. Um, I am taking the Star Wars soundtrack. Oh, John yeah. Williams, yeah. my man! Great choice. So, um, I mean, obviously, it's it's one of those things, right? You can just close, like you can basically get anyone to close their eyes and play up to a dozen of the of the different um, soundtracks. It's, 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 sounds of um, the themes that John Williams has um, has created for this for this for this series it's phenomenally did all nine um, he did all nine he did most of the standalone movies except for solo I think yeah he didn't um, do solo um, but he did do he Oh shit! Did he do Rogue One? I can't remember. He didn't do Rogue One. No, he didn't do Rogue he One or Solo. He yeah. didn't do that. But um, and they, okay, so just the just the standalone nine. Then. Only <laughs> the um, you get him to get him to shut his uh, shut your eyes, just listen to it. It's they're they're absolutely amazing. If people haven't some heard them before, there's a podcast run by the, one of the conductors of the MSO that does all of the um movie um, MSO concerts, um, where you can go see the MSO do the orchestral score for um um for 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 movies um and it's called shit 
Um, <laughs> it's a good name for a movie. It is. No, it's a fantastic. It's a it's a fantastic bloody show. It's it's called uh, like I think it's into the score. I think, but um, I think they've done a total of like fifteen hours worth of breakdowns of art of the score. Um, it, it, about fifteen hours worth of breakdowns of different of the different Star Wars themes that John Williams done done amongst others. It's it's just brilliant. So yeah, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Star Wars without it. Yeah, I agree. I I actually had I actually had I think two or three individual like the Emperor's March or the opening theme. Yeah. And like I was actually starting to listen list actual songs from it, and I just had on my board John Williams score. Agree. That's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon the score the score is probably unarguably one of the best things about the prequels too. Like the episode one. The, the oh. fight scene. Um, the Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates is just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Great pick. Andrew, it's over to you with your second pick, pick number nine overall. Look, I had to ch- uh, change mine because that, that was actually, uh, that was it. I, you know, I love the music. You know, John Williams, he's my favorite. You know, Indy, uh, Indiana Jones, Superman, Star Wars, Jaws, Schindler's List, Harry Potter, all that awesome stuff. Um, so I, I scrambled. Uh, for me, I think my the aside from music, I would have to pick the dark side. Ooh. The dark side of the. I know it kind of technically goes with the force, but I'm getting a little bit more specific when I say the dark side of the force. I don't know if that's allowed, but I'm gonna. I don't care because I'm dark side. We need three people to protest if it's not going to be allowed with five. So I swear to God, I will force choke you over Zoom. Yeah, I'm, I'm protesting on that one. So that's one. You're a douchebag. You know that. I've taken the force. Sorry, sorry, Lorenzo. I've taken the force. Well, technically. Th- the force is the I don't know I, I think that the, the the force is the is is the is the force right but the dark side is the is people's is people the way people use the force yeah see so. correct I I agree with 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 uh, with Matthew uh, the whole idea is um, that's to Daryl you know when when Yoda says to Luke you know use the force he doesn't say use the dark side. It's a separate entity, you know. It's it's the yin to the yang sort of thing. So I think you know, Ooh. let them have it. It's up there. Yeah, you can't you can't have you can't have good without bad, right? You can't have shadow without light. You can't have uh, you can't have the force without that balance. You need the dark side. I think the dark side is the better half. So in some ways, Daryl, his pick makes your pick better. What's that? Your pick makes Daryl's pick better. Are we going to fight now? We're going to duel of the fates now? Well, none of you have lightsabers, so no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's all right. I'll bring my next start, my next pick to the battle here. So I'll, I'll concede the dark side. You can have the dark side then, you evil person. Thank you. <laughs> the circle is now complete. So, so Daryl is now back on the board. It's his second pick. He has picked 10. He then also gets pick 11. So similar to me having to wait until the end of the first round but getting the start of the second round, Daryl has had to wait all the way to the end of the second round, but he now gets the start of the third round as well. So two picks in a row. So Daryl, you're on the board for picks 10 and 11. Over to you. Yeah, so this when I first uh, had pick number one, I tossed up a few different ideas, and lightsaber was definitely one of them, but that's off. Uh, the Force was was my number one pick. But my third option, which is still available, which I'm, I'm going to jump on, uh, I'm going to take the Millennium Falcon. Oh, Dick! That was my pick. next one. Excellent. Great pick. That was Damn my it. as well. Daryl, I swear to God, you and me are not, like, okay here today. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that because I'm about to win this competition, so it's good. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon, one of the most iconic vehicles in all of moviedom, let alone Star Wars. Do you like a, do you like a clean Millennium Falcon or a dirty one? Wow, that was filthy. <laughs> no. Hang on, is it, this is a PG podcast. No, the clean one. Definitely the clean one. I like mine buff to a brilliant shine. <laughs> 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 it's in it it's come on it was you saw you saw it's an original incantation and you saw what it was meant what actually was what, what it was when it was a young beast in uh in solo and in solo it's yeah. a very different design to what's in the uh 
to what's in the the, the rest of the the rest of the series. Uh, I think I preferred the ones that were in uh, episodes four, five, and six when it was a it was a bit yeah. used, but it, and it sort of a bit clunky and fell apart a little bit. Um, and they had to work really hard to put it together again. But that that was my favorite piece of it. One of the good one of the good choices about how they did the whole universe was making it. Um, at the time, a lot of the science fiction, science fiction, science fantasy kind of futuristic kind of stuff presented the the world and the universe as, as a very clean thing. And so ships were always very white and very yeah, um, spotless and you know, and, and like that big Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the 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 choice to you know present a really grungy, you know, dirty kind of kind of world was a was a was a very good one amongst everything else. I mean, I know like really Scott did a similar thing with Alien around this, you know, in a similar time, but the, it was really was a it makes such a difference. It gives it so much more character. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, Daryl. Well, a few people have had to cross things off their draft board there with the Millennium Falcon. That's a very very solid choice. I think that would probably be number three for me overall. So that's a, it's a bit of a blow in Ooh. my strategy going forward what are you going to do with your third pick start of the third round 11th pick overall i've already locked into uh under my list here han solo oh well done so i think you can't have the millennium falcon without han solo they go hand in hand um and he's just a cool bloke he is cool last two the last two movies beg to differ who shot first Daryl? who shot first honor greedo uh greedo good <laughs> That's funny. Millennium Falcon and Han Solo. The, the Han Solo who didn't believe in the Force at the start has now been paired up with Daryl's first pick, The Force. With the Force. Bulky religions. And yeah, right. Have you got a favourite Han Solo in which movie? I think probably probably number five. I think he was good in that. Empire. Yeah. I like Return of the Jedi Han Solo. Just like that look on Endor when he just comes out. And he's just like, eh, I got a bunch of bears that are going to fucking kill you now. Excellent. All right. Andrew, over to you for your third pick overall, pick 12. Uh, third pick overall, the Mos Eisley Cantina Band. Nice. The band. The band. The band. I love the cantina, but I love the band. Like, I mean, they're, aside from the, obviously, John Williams obviously wrote that music, but aside from the, the classic John Williams Star Wars theme, what music besides Star Wars and the, uh, the Darth Vader theme do you, can you really remember from Star Wars is that Mos Eisley cantina band like it's like great and they play it forever i don't think that that band i will continue my life believing that that's the only song that that band knows <laughs> and I would, I would i would love that i would love to sit in a, a cantina get drunk for years and listen to that over and over again yeah over again. it's it's funny actually like they, the, the, every every single one that they do they they try and recreate the cantina they feel like they absolutely have to and I'm, it's driving me nuts um, every time but they, they come can't out. do it. Oh, it's it's it, it's it's really annoying. I I just wish they would stop doing it because, yeah. like, it's it doesn't need to be done. It's a, it's not one of the thing no. checkboxes things that you need to do in a Star Wars film is to have a cantina scene. It's they're just getting. They, they even did it in Mandalorian, and I was just like, oh, I get what they're trying to do here, but I was like, mm. yeah, like leave it, leave it to those, leave it whatever the hell they what were they? Um, no, they weren't. Uh, I can't remember, but I mean, I know what they look like, but I don't think we ever got their names. Uh, oh, they have names in Lego. If you jump in Lego, they've all got names. <laughs> what do they? Of course, they've got. You need to look at Wikipedia. There's definitely names. I know most of the alien names, but I don't know theirs. Yeah, right. Okay, I got to look at my because uh, I have a Star Wars dictionary. I got to look at that. I don't know what it says about me that I knew how to type Mos Eisley off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to spell many places, but I can spell Mos Eisley. <laughs> 
Mind you, actually, I'm just thinking about it. I'd like I might actually raise the point of order. Didn't John Williams create the song create the song with the Cantina band? Oh yeah, he would have. I reckon he would have. But he wants the sound and the performance. Ugh. You know, you can listen to it, but when you're in front of them and you're smelling it and seeing the sweat come off the little blue guy, that's when it really comes to fruition. Yeah. 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 The, the guys with the oboes and the testicle heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that was that. Wait, wait, was that? Wait, was that the Cantina or was that Jabba's Palace? That was Jabba's Palace. Well, they got they got taken to Jabba's Palace. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, that place, Jabba's Palace, would stink like so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would stink like sex, shame, and alcohol in that place. You know it. Anyway. It's like a locker room that's never been hosed down. So how is isolation going for you, Andrew? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is basically, that was a cry for help, guys. That was a cry for help. <laughs> All right. Please save us, Mills, with pick 13. Who are you going to go for? Or what are you going to go for? All right. Um, I am going to go. So this, this one's interesting. Uh, well. To me, anyway, because probably why I picked it. Um, the I think um, I think it's one of the reasons why the Millennium Falcon got picked. It's definitely one of the reasons why lightsaber got picked. Um, I think one of the most there's two really iconic things about Darth Vader. One is how he looks, and the other is how he sounds. Um, uh. And um, same thing with lightsabers. I think you can like the look of the lightsaber is fantastic. But as we talked about it before, when you when you hear it, when you hear that. That when it kicks in, when it fight the the way that it sounds, that I'm picking all of the, the sound design. Like you could just go through and listen to like go through like pretty much anything that's anything that's been done in the series. Which the the sound of the blasters that um this is a, this is a trick to get me to start making really shitty sound effects. It is true though. Like I've 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 done my top five for action sequence and fight scene, and with all of them, there's like definitive things from that that you can hear. Like when you think of the fight scene or you think of the action yeah. sequence, you hear yeah. something or you see something, and yeah, yeah. Just like what Mills was saying about uh, the score, you can close your eyes and listen to a sound effect, and you'll know that that yeah. sound effect is from Star Wars. And it doesn't have to just be that iconic Vader voice. It it doesn't have to even be a blaster. It can be like the sound of a ship or uh, just yeah. the sound of a droid walking or or a, a humming noise from the Death Star, anything. Like, you know, the power down noise from the Death Star. You know that that is so iconic. And they've used those sounds in so many other films for different things because they're so just amazing. The, tie like that, the, sound, the sound of a TIE fighter going past, the, yeah. the, the, the rumble from the Millennium Falcon, the, um, like, yeah, the lightsaber, lightsaber stuff going up. Like, yeah, no, nah, it's fantastic. Awesome. So sound effects and design. That's how you'd like it recorded? Yeah. Sound, sound design. Sound design. Yeah. Okay. Andy, pick 14. Over to you. All right. Well, that brings me back to my experience as an English teacher. And I have to say that uh, looking at a text, I guess what makes it memorable for me are the clever textural structures. And so I guess I could I could not pick anything else in this in this moment besides the actual opening scroll. Uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I believe is something that resonates with all Star Wars fans. And think about it, it's the first thing you see. If you think about a text when you write a creative story or read a novel, it's called the hook. It's what grabs your attention and all of a sudden it transports you to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And you're, go you're being taken along that journey with all those great characters you're mentioning, with all the sounds, this encapsulates all of it. So um, that has to be my my next pick, the scroll. It's one of the reasons why everyone was so pissed off with episode one. Like who wants to like wait that amount of time for for a sequel and or in this case a prequel, right? And then um and then they and they rock up and it's like, yep, it's a tax dispute and a and a trade dispute and uh, oh good. <laughs> like, what is this? Do you like tax? 
you're going to love the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> the opening scroll. Yeah. But like it's, yeah, it sends chills through you, sends chills through you down your spine when you, when you see that come up in a, when a, in a theater. It was, sub, it was one of the few good things about the, um, about the special editions when they released them in like 97, 98, um, going, being able to go for the first time to a cinema and being able to sit down and be able to get that experience in person. And yeah, it's yeah, phenomenal. Definitely. And I highly recommend there's actually, if you type in um, free scroll generator into Google, you actually get a few programs that allow you to type in whatever text you want and it'll produce the scroll for you. It's amazing. I've used it several times. All right. The opening scroll, those immortal words that in fact opened this podcast is Andy's pick at number 14. Uh, it falls to me, end of the third round, pick 15 overall. Again, I can't believe he's still on the board at this. He's that walking carpet that just won't get out of your way. It's Chewbacca. Uh, I'm taking Chewbacca. Let the Wookiee win. He's finally got his medal at the end. <laughs> he's the heart and soul of the Millennium Falcon. He's the co-pilot we all wish we had. Chewbacca is my pick at number 15. He's got, he's, he's got the ability to teleport from transport to transport just as it's about to blow up. He's got amazing <laughs> plot armour, yes. So angry. Save that for the worst of podcasts, worst of Star Wars podcasts, yes. Mate, I can't, I can't wait for that shit. That's going to be fun. We're going to go 20 rounds on that one. Um, okay, well, that's the end of three rounds. Now, everyone has picked three times. If this was a marathon, we would just be past the 30K mark. This is where the racing really begins. Before we get into the last leg of our planned picks each, let me check. How's everyone going? Any concerns? I'm great so far. Yeah, I'm good, man. Some great picks out there. How's the energy levels and focus? Ah, yes. Feel very hydrated. <laughs> That's not water. <laughs> good. I'm feeling great because as well as sipping on my scotch tonight, I've also fueled with Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that is powered by Superstarch a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. As one of our podcast sponsors, you can visit generationucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first purchase. That's generationucan.com.au and the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation UCAN, the best choice for steady energy. I love how you do that. That's, that's the only reason I wanted to do this was to squeeze them in like that. Smooth, smooth transition. Okay, it's back to me then. I am actually, I didn't expect to have so much choice at this point of the draft. I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I'm thinking about. I was going to pick, and I'm not picking this, but I was going to simply pick the quote, no, I am your father. But I feel like I've already picked Darth Vader um, as my number one pick. And so whilst that quote was, as we spoke about, amazing when it happened, um, I don't think I want to take that with my final pick in this draft. That was a pretty epic moment, though, because even the actors didn't know that that was coming. Yeah. And it was actually spoiled in a newspaper like months beforehand by one of the actors and, yeah, thankfully pre-internet. Um, yeah. If other people had gone elsewhere with this, I was thinking about drafting for potential talent here and going with Mando from The Mandalorian. Um, but I feel like there's still enough proven value on the board. And whilst he's had a great rookie campaign, I'm not yet ready to invest. Uh, so I've also been tossing up right now between another pick in the sidekick category, my second pick in the villain category, or my second pick in the weapon category. And I'm trying to work out... Do you dare take Jar Jar Binks? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. We're not talking about Jar Jar. I think I am going to take, with my final pick, the 16th pick overall, R2-D2. I'm going to take R2-D2. Mm, uh... He was in all 
of the movie. Interesting. He was limitless in the prequels. Barely. Uh, and he paved the way for that generation of droids. When you think about droids in Star Wars... That generation you can, because he looks like a can. You think R2-D2. Plus one of the great Lego uh, to make ever was the R2-D2 Lego. So uh, that is my pick, R2-D2. Do you know what? I think, funnily enough, I think... Our, and I don't mean to sound... I, this is probably going to sound sexist. I don't mean it to sound sexist. But a lot of... I know from... Like, uh, Ash, right? Uh, who I... I you know, we dated for a long time and we, we still watch Star Wars together. And the reason that we watch Star Wars together, not because she likes Star Wars, but because she likes the cutesy shit like baby Yoda, who's not actually Yoda, I know. But also R2-D2 is like her favorite thing in the world. And I think that that, I think they were very smart, the filmmakers, to bring something like that into the mix because they knew R2-D2 was adorable and that the, the female population would love that. Got to sell some toys. And the children. Yeah, I was going to say, and the children. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kenner, man. Kenner made out like a bandit after Hasbro passed on it. Yeah. It was one of the, like, yeah. George was extremely, um, extremely, for, had a, like, had a lot of foresight in terms of how he structured those commercial deals. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, everyone was like, like, why would you, like, the idea when he held on to those rights, you know, like, at that point in time, the movie, like movie memorabilia like that and, and toys like that was it was just not not a big deal it was it, it was junk effectively it was the first of it um it was the first of it and as a matter of fact that was going to be one of my i'm not just spoiler alert not going to use the toys but toys was going to be one of my picks because it, you don't get more iconic than that i mean from the 80s the late 70s and the 80s there was star wars and there was like He-Man, and that was it. Yeah. But Star Wars was so much bigger. Uh, the, the only the only knock I've got on R two, it is probably to one of the things around why like he was such a um, um, such a hit was that they used him all through the prequels and um, and then and then and kept him on just barely through the through the through the last through the the last seven eight nine. He was some of the best things about the prequels, though. Like he was in some, at some points, he was the saving grace from the prequels. Plus, he had that the hologram scene with Princess Leia. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. That's that's the most iconic thing. How did Luke get his um, lightsaber on Jabba's sail barge? R2-D2. He's, 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 just, he's, just he's a very competent droid. Um, I feel happy with him. I don't, yeah, I've just done I, I, a lot of the stuff with the prequels. I think the way that they handle R2-D2 and C-3PO in the prequels really doesn't sit right with me. Um, well, no, I hear you. I hear you. There was, uh, I think the phrase that you used before, there was a lot of retconning there, uh, where they just kind of changed plot devices for the convenience of what they were filming, and it didn't quite work. Um, and they were just underutilized and not under, I don't know if underutilized is what I'm looking for, but it just didn't, it wasn't, it, yeah, it just didn't sit right. I hear you. I agree. There's still value on the board, Mills. I'm really interested to see where these last four picks go, because I think there's still some, if we were doing this category by category, there's some number twos overall just sitting there waiting to be taken. Andy, where are you going to go with pick 17, your fourth and final pick? Uh, so my 17th pick overall, um, I guess I'm kind of surprised it's still on the board and I have to go with the weapons category and say the Death Star. Yep. My man. Oh. My man. Um, I don't think, and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about lightsabers earlier and just how boss those weapons are. I don't think there's anything aside from the lightsaber that instills more fear than the Death Star itself, a planet-sized weapon capable of annihilating other planets. You know, without the Death Star, what do you have? You don't have the final epic assault with the X-Wings that everyone loves and picks. Uh, to me, it's just uh, one of those powerful symbols. I mean, think about most of that Star Wars nerd paraphernalia that you buy. I mean, it's 
It's that little hologram Death Star, which is the Death Star ice cubes you can buy for your whiskeys you're all drinking. I mean, there's so many cool products modeled after that, that magnanimous symbol in this epic film. So yeah, that, that's gotta be my pick. It just seems logical to me. Do you know what? I, I love that. I love those big giant killers like Star Killer Base in, in the uh, in the sequel sequels, obviously the Death Star, the Star Forge and the Knights of the Old Republic games. Uh, I think that Star Wars has done so much in the way of these big global killers that, yeah, man, the Death Star, dude, like, forget that hole the size of Womp Rat. Who gives a shit? The thing is awesome. And I know it gets, I know it gets blown up at the end, and it seems like a very obvious sort of flaw in its design that just the next wing can fly in this little tiny hole and shoot off a missile and the whole thing blows up. I mean, to me, it seems improbable that something would be so weak when it's... No, 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 they fixed that with a... They had a whole movie explaining how it's possible. That's why they wrote Rogue One. <laughs> That's the only reason that Rogue One came into existence, was to explain the womp-sized hole in the fucking Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Those bastards. But you're right, you're absolutely right. In 1977, like, if anybody who was going to the movies had, like, half a brain, they were like, well, that's a pretty big fucking plot hole that this thing is that yeah. weak. Because they obviously hadn't thought of Rogue One by then. They hadn't thought of the prequels yeah. by then. It was yeah. just a plot device to... Well, we got to figure out a way to win this thing. <laughs> it's Star Wars. <laughs> At the desk, they're not blown up. We're talking like they're taking the engineer and the architect out back, putting them on their knees and a single shot to the back of the head, like that scene from Miller's List, you know? You had one job. What the hell were you thinking? We have to take it all down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shoots her in the head, do what she said, you know? But who wants to be that guy? Peter Cushing was very confident. <laughs> Peter Cushing, oh man, they destroyed him in Rogue One. Fuck me. The um, I think the I think the like to me that the Jedi Death Star um was always the was always the iconic one for me. Like the yeah, the the fact that it was sort of half finished and was just like hanging around the edges and like was just ah. Yeah. I've got a poster here that's got the X-Wing and the Death Star on it, and it is that half-finished Death Star from Jedi. You know, kind of, it was scarier that it wasn't finished and it could still yeah. do that. Yeah, it's just absolutely, absolutely menacing. Was, they have some of the best posters. I have this poster in America. It's just, it's Anakin Skywalker as a child, but the shadow is Darth Vader. That might be the best thing to have come out of Phantom Menace. Yeah, well, that, yeah. But aside from the Duel of the Fates battle, but, you know. And if they had a new category for, like, wonders, you know, you got the natural wonders, the man-made wonders, that'd be, like, you know, the, the universal wonders. How do you top that? Well, you potentially talk with Mills' as fourth and final pick, pick 18 overall. Mills, what are you going to do? So, starting off with something specific and then moving into, um, moving into really broad categories, I'm going to go with one more, which is um, I'm going to go with the extent, like, well, Oh shit! I don't want to say extended universe. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the um, with the with the, the representations of Star Wars on TV. So um, I think the 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 overall the cartoons. Um, if you if you have the probably the best thing to come out of the prequels is Clone Wars as a TV series. I got um, right into it in the last um, two years or so, um, and I can't believe how well they represented the the gray areas and in, they basically picked i think the it was really was an interesting thing of what of what made of what must have been in george's head when he tried to write this really opaque no good guy bad guy um it's all being manipulated it's all gray it's all like a theme for the for the prequels and um and it managed the way that they, the way that they've represented in clone wars by focusing on the on the troopers on 
um, on Ahsoka, on these different characters that are that explain do a lot of it to illustrate to the to the to the viewers around what was what was what it was like at the time to watch the Republic basically crumble around you um, and be corrupted around you. They is fantastic when they when they the, the way they did Rebels as a TV series was fantastic. The um, the way that they pulled like the all of the all of the original extended universe that got pulled in that basically got decanonized and turfed out, but they still drew on that. Um, to bring characters like Thrawn back and the, ah, really, really cool. And that's before we even get into them, like the how they're doing the the TV series at the moment, like The Mandalorian. And, uh, and the books, how many books are there? Ah, uh, there's heaps. <laughs> Two. Yeah. And the comics too, like the Marvel comic, the Marvel Star Wars comics. Yeah. Are really, 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 really good. I remember my first Star Wars comic and I was like so excited by it, but there's so many of them. Yeah, I, I really liked reading the, um, going back when I, um, the, the the rogue squadron books yeah um, i absolutely loved um they were just fantastic and i was I like to this day i'm i'm kind of pissed that we only caught that we didn't get where jane is in, in episode seven and eight and i was really pissed off at how he was represented in episode nine <laughs> so yeah anyway that's it so it was like the extended like that i guess like you would call it that that extended universe so. you're taking the extended universe not just the tv yeah. series it's well tv series is extended are you, yeah are you, are you taking the whole extended universe like all of it like too broad is it is it too broad? Your games, books, everything. Is it too broad? Yeah, I had it. It's on my miscellaneous category. All right, the extended yeah. universe. You can have it. Yeah, done. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, Mr. Lorenzo, second last pick overall. Your final pick. What's it going to be? So this was yeah, this was hard for me. I had so many things that I could have chosen, um, but you know, the thing that I think as a filmmaker myself, watching the originals, the you know. A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. The visual effects, the practical visual effects before CGI, before they got all this crap that looked incredibly fake. In 1977, he was just using these tiny models in a dark room with holes cut out in construction paper. I mean, the opening crawl was literally um, a camera going over this writing uh, in this background. And it just worked, you know, before that, you you didn't have effects that you could believe. I mean, something about the 70s, man. I mean, look, I'm biased. Superman. You believe a man can fly. And people did with Superman the movie. In Jaws, you know, people... The fucking shark looks fake. But people believed that that shark was going to get you, right? The horror movies, they, they scared the hell out of people. Star Wars, man. Those visual effects even now stand up the, to the test of time because they don't look fake. They just, they look like they were done using real materials and not computers. I hate, I am going on the record right now to say that I hate, fucking hate what they did with the originals when they remastered them, quote unquote. I There are certain things in those things like, you know, using, for example, I mean, this isn't really visual effects, but using Hayden Christensen in the end of Return of the Jedi as the Force goes, fuck you. Um, <laughs> He's on his soapbox. Everyone clear out. <laughs> Sorry. But the visual effects, man, of the 70s, that, like, you believed that those ships were in space. You believed uh, those explosions were happening. It wasn't CGI. It wasn't. So are you picking practical visual effects or the 70s? I'm a little confused right now. Um, Both. Okay. But practical VFX more. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think the, the the Jedi um the Jedi fight scene, like the 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 final space dog fight um in particular, like the uh, I can't get my mind around how long it took them to make yeah. that with models and you know so like it was just like it's mind blowing yeah and you 
you can appreciate it. Like, look, I, I understand how hard it is to make that stuff on a computer and, and get that in the graphic design and all that stuff. But when you think about just people fucking moving these ships frame by frame, it's just like... Both are very expensive and laborious tasks in their own right. But there's something more natural and fun about the idea of a bunch of grown adults playing with models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a scale model? Right? That's what Star Wars fans are. They're a bunch of fucking grown-ups playing with some crazy. I would love to have just like a few hours in that place with that whole thing set up. Just leave me be. Right? I'd be the happiest ever. It is funny because they they spend all that. They, they I mean, one of the things about Star Wars is how is how they pushed technology forward and broke new ground um, yeah. in 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 every movie and. Um, that you know, obviously, some of the practical effects have, like didn't like date a little bit, like like the the stop motion stuff for the um, and some of the some of the blue screen, green screen stuff looks a bit yeah. But it's, like obviously, with like like any movie, and that, but and that's just like and the prequels when they went nuts on CGI, um, it didn't it it hasn't aged it hasn't aged all that well. And when they I think I think at the time they shot it on um, they shot it with digital video like 1080p was the first, yeah. kind of thing. Like at that point, 4K wasn't a thing. They should, probably should have continued to shoot on film because it was high. You know, you could you go for higher resolution masters and stuff like that. But um, one of the things I, I like where it's at at the moment, where they can they can really take it the balance right between what they do practical versus what is CGI to the extent that you can't tell. If you you yeah. sit down and you watch The Mandalorian and try and you will watch some of the scenes with with little baby Yoda and you'll swear to God that that's a practical effect that they're using a, that they've used a puppet and it's not. Yeah, and it's really not. And it's the it's it's so much more subtle now and it's it's um, yeah no it's. They're continuing to they're continuing to push the technology in new directions. It's yeah, so cool. Seventies were shit. Seventies were great. Nineties were shit, and now we're getting back to awesome again. Yeah, it's whatever works, right? What's the best thing that works? What's the best thing that works? Exactly. Speaking about getting back to awesome with the final pick in the draft, it's his fourth pick. It's pick twenty overall. He started with number one. Where will he go with number twenty, Daryl? Take us home. I'm uh, I'm really lost on this last pick because I've got so many things that I that I want to take with the last pick because there's still so much from the universe that we haven't touched on yet. Um, like when we go through some of the the stuff that we've got here, we, no one's taken Luke or Leia, which could easily quite be in there. Slave Leia. Yeah, Wingy, Wingy, Wingy farm boy. Really? Yeah. Slave Leia. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, Luke Skywalker, so I'll, that's why I haven't picked him at all. But he's a little bit. He's a tiny little bunch. But there's definitely other ones in there you could take. Um, you know, no one's taken C-3PO. I, I, I understand that. <laughs> but I think for myself, like, there's still so many weapons out there. There's so many you know, modes of transportation out there. Um, we haven't done the quotes. I think myself, I'm going to try because no one's picked it yet, and it is the last pick. So I'm going to try and take the whole animal kingdom <laughs> that includes the Saleks. The rancors, the uh, the wamp wampers, the brainworms, the porgs. I'm taking them all. No one else has got them. There's room on the Millennium Falcon. I'm taking them all. It's a Millennium Falcon. It's not an Ark. Hey, you got to... The fucking porgs, though, man. The porgs. porgs are good. You've got to feed the other one somehow. So, yeah. You know, I think this has to work like, you know, like any professional sports team. There's a salary cap, all right? You can't have every bloody living, breathing creature the entire... Kingdom, come on. Daryl's like the best thing about Star Wars is everything that was in it. So does that mean you get Wookiees too? Boom, already claimed. Come on. No, Wookiees are out there often. So Yoda's off the list as well. So you can't take them. Uh, let's not be silly here, guys. Come on. <laughs> Yoda's not a creature. 
Yes, he is. He's something, whatever the fuck he is. All right, so we're saying no to that, are we? Is it the... There's a formal protest on the entire animal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes too many great picks off the board. I'm sorry. I don't know. In all seriousness, I don't mind it because it is one of those things, the wildlife of Star Wars. I, you know, I... Andrew's drunk. And at least divide it. You know, we have the good, bad... We have the light, the dark, the force, whatever. Yeah. You can either have, like, you know, the badass creatures, or you can have, like, the friendly, you know, heroic creatures. You can't have them all. Sorry. Protest. All right, Daryl, pick, pick, pick. I'll tell you what, Daryl, I'll come in as the owner, operator, creator of Breaking the Barrier, and I will, I will, I will rain down on you and say, I'll, I'll give you a choice. I'll say, pick one, uh, pick two creatures, one fierce and one adorable. We'll make them mate with the weirdest Pokemon ever. <laughs> and and the offspring will be Andy. <laughs> All right, well, I think then you have to take the, the Zarlacc from, um, you know, he's just one of the most powerful creatures in there from yep. under, you know, under the barge scene there. It's an iconic scene as well. And I yep. think also I'm gonna take, um, so I'm gonna find a goodie, don't I? Yeah, you do. If you don't choose Baby Yoda, you fail. He's not an animal. <laughs> As the most adorable. He's so adorable. I'm saying he's not an animal. I'd love to take him, but I'm saying he's not an animal. I'm, but he's not human. I'm going to take the uh, Varactyl that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi rides when he's fighting General Grievous. Oh, wow. Oh, that's nice. a deep wow. Yeah, nice. I was so sad when he fell off yeah. the cliff. But they're okay. They climb it again, so it's all good. It's a good point. Wow. I'll take that. I like that. I like that. See, see I like the compromise here because we wouldn't have got... Because we, I think that we've all been, look, we've all been saying things that are great about the originals. And Daryl's been the, the, the courageous one who's taken something from the, pre, uh, the prequels and said, do you know what, guys? I like this animal. I like this part of the prequels. And we're going to talk about it. Good job. Good job. All right. Um, so I'll recap everyone's picks. Um, number one was Daryl. Daryl, with your four picks, you had The Force, The Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, and The Animal Kingdom, which we forced you to refine to the Sarlacc and the Varactyl. No pun intended. Uh, Andrew, you had pick number two. You took diversity of race, culture, and gender. You took the dark side of The Force, the Mon Eisley Katina Band, and the 70s were cool practical visual effects. <laughs> That's about right, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mills, with pick number three, you took the X-Wing. Then you took John Williams's score with pick number eight. Then sound effects and design. And finally, the extended universe, TV, books, and comics. Andy, took us off a very deep end to start off with, with unrequited nepotism. Jesus Christ, calm down, <laughs> English teacher. Love it. I've gone back to school virtually, so I can't switch this off. Sorry. But uh, played to the masses with pick Yoda for number two. Number three was the opening scroll. And finally, the Death Star. Great value, very late in the draft. Can we just all agree, though, that it's the opening crawl? It's called a scroll. It's the crawl. It's the scroll. It's the Star Wars opening crawl. Go look it up. I'll fight you. I've heard it called scroll as well. You have not! I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I had the fifth pick in the first round. And I went with just straight populist. I've gone Darth Vader, lightsabers, Chewbacca, and R2-D2. Get me my happy meals from McDonald's now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, well, that's the end of our draft. And whilst we might be feeling triumphal sadness individually with how it's gone, ultimately it's up to you, the listeners, who will judge us. So after this podcast goes up, we'll also put our picks up on the Breaking the Barrier social media. That's going to be the Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier podcast, facebook.com Breaking the Barrier podcast. Oh, I have to do that. There's something I have to do. You have to do something as part of this. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and also remember to join us in the Facebook community, facebook.com forward 
slash groups forward slash breaking the barrier running. We'd love to hear what you think about this experiment and whether you'd like to treat it for us to try it again, maybe another pop culture topic or even about running and fitness itself. Let us know. Uh, before we break and jump into hyperspace, folks, any last words from anyone? Um, I will start. I'll say if you haven't watched Star Wars, watch. Why are you listening to this pod? Why, hey, yeah, why are you listening to this? But in all seriousness, I think Star Wars is something, and you know, those old sci-fi films are something that we should take away. Star Wars, Star Trek, the diversity. I'll go back to what I first said. People, we can all do that. We can all come together and all different kinds of races, cultures, genders, you know, all that. And we can come together and we can live together, especially in this time that we have right now where we've got a lot of unknown. Be kind to each other, be tolerant of each other, and let's move forward into a great space. Beautiful. You know, and if you haven't watched Star Wars, well, surely in some sort of space not far, far away is a copy of this thing. You can either download it or, you know, rent it, whatever. I mean, it's not like it's hard to find, right? If you haven't seen it yet, get out there, grab one and, and have a look. Come on. Like, I'm not I'm not someone who like watches it religiously, but I tell you, I've seen them a few times and I enjoy it every time. It transports you, like I said earlier, to that, that other place. And, and, and nowadays, we couldn't use an escape, right? All right. And with that, it's thank you from Andy, Bills, Daryl, Andrew, and I for listening. May the force be with you. And we'll catch you next time.